You are now listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast. Welcome to 10 Years and Counting Podcast, hosted by the Sovereign of Single. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast with your boy, Petty Roosevelt himself. You're listening to the 10 Years and Counting Podcast, your source for all the unsolicited dating advice you just can't get enough of, with your host, Tony, and great guests like me. All right, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to the first episode of 2021. Like, we made it. You know, we got through 2020. That, that vision wasn't as clear as everyone wanted it to be, but, you know, we got through it. And we got Dave on the podcast. Say what's up. Hey, what's up, guys? Appreciate you having and me, Tony. Of course. And it's funny because we were talking about this last year. So I was like, I was kind of like glad we finally were able to get this done. Yeah, because like even towards the end of the year, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to start 2021 with some content. We might as well do it. <laughs> yeah, that's like the New Year's resolution, right? It's just more content. It really is. That was like the sad part. It's like, oh, what should I do this year? It's like, record content. That's what I had last year. So yeah, let's keep that going. Content, exactly. Right. It, it's a never-ending goal. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the goal, honestly. If I can just continue doing this for the rest of my life, I, that, that sounds like a victory. Either way, like, let's not even say the rest of the life, my life, but the fact that I actually did it means more. It's out there. <laughs> Exactly. I feel like that's kind of the motto. It's like you don't want to wake up one day when you're like 70 on your deathbed and be like, damn, I wish I would have, you know, did X, Y and Z. So I I totally agree with that mindset. Exactly. And it's cool because at the end of the day, it's like your stuff. Exactly. Right. You you never know. Like maybe, you know, a thousand years from now, you know, the next humans of, of the universe will come along and be like, wow, this is what people were doing. And it'll just be like, you know, your podcast or something ridiculous that that happened. Yeah. I mean, that's like so funny. That'll cause... be like, <laughs> no, <go ahead. laughs> Oh no, that that's all I was going to say. I, I didn't want to go on a crazy tangent. <laughs> no, it's cool. Like I, me as a person, I already have tangents. So the fact that I have a creative outlet and I have to make sure I don't go on tangents is the worst part as the host. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, like I said before, I'm I'm down to keep the podcast organic and exactly. wherever it goes, it's just going to go. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so I know like we spoke beforehand that this episode is going to be about jealousy in relationships and probably dating as well, because I feel like that can happen sometimes even manifest early on. The first question I wanted to start with, and that's because I don't I, I realize I never asked you this. Have you ever like done online dating? Yeah, I mean, that's actually how me and my girlfriend met. Now it's, we matched on Tinder. Okay. Um, and I mean, that's just a whole crazy backstory in itself, but you know, I I think as a guy, it's a lot different than how women use the app. Like as guys, we just kind of just swipe like a thousand people, you know, whoever, whoever it is, just like match, 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 match. Um, so, you know, I kind of went through that and she was like one of the girls that, you know, just kept hitting me up like almost daily. She was like, Hey, what's up? You know, when do you want to get together? You know, let's go out and do something. And I, consciously I, I wasn't like just ignoring her I just didn't really use the app that much so you know eventually it took maybe two weeks for us to really solidify dating for me to even respond back mm. and then we ended up you know getting together at this bar called buttons in uh in Brooklyn it's like off of Broadway and um you know we just really clicked so and, and we've been together for almost two years now she'll Minus a couple of months because we broke up. So if you ask her, she'll say it's not two years. It's like a year and a half. But 
yeah, I mean, that's kind of my story nice. of uh, online dating. It's kind of a romantic one, I would say. Okay. <laughs> have you ever used OkCupid? Mm-mm. Mm. No, I feel like that's so old. Right. Like, like have you used I it? used it, like, when I, well, before, like, even Tinder and, like, Bumble really blew up. Like, the first one I ever heard of was OkCupid. Yeah. I feel like that, that's been around for, like, at least 20 years now. Like, yeah, I feel like my parents or even my grandparents were using that back in the day. Like, the fact that you needed a website and not, like, an app makes it just shows how old it is. <laughs> exactly. It's the grandfather of, of dating apps. Really so I'm, I'm sure it's set the standard and, and the foundation. What does it say? It crawled so these other apps can, can walk. Exactly. So, like, one of the questions, because when I used OkCupid, okay, I remember this question popped up on the, like, you could always, like, answer questions and based on the algorithm like based on how you answer the more questions you answer sort of like figures out like how much of a compatibility you may or may not be and one of the questions is is it healthy for there to be some jealousy in a relationship hmm. uh what, what are your thoughts I, I i definitely have my thoughts but i'm curious to know what you think um, i think it's depends on what kind of jealousy right like i think i don't know i don't think so i i feel like if i look at like and this is not a relationship, but these are like friendships or like close, you know, like those are like different types of relationships in a way. But I've never in one point ever felt jealous with my friends. I feel like the only time I probably ever got jealous was jealous of time where like, it's like, oh, you're hanging out with that person again. It's like, oh, damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, it was it like a person that you didn't like yeah, or it, no, was it was just, just, they were spending time with someone else. Yeah, they were like spending more time with them than like with me. But I feel like that's the only time I've ever been jealous <laughs> like of a friendship. But like, that's different. But like, I, yeah. I think like, it, was it healthy? Probably not. But like, I had to talk about it. And I think that what's helped is like, hey, uh, I was feeling this and I was like, I don't know, should I say something? I mean, I know like it's probably not on them. It's more of a me thing to work on. But I think that made it healthier to like talk about it than just yeah. than just like being jealous and be like, yeah, you know, like fuck that person, whatever. So I think in that aspect, it was healthy to like actually verbalize it. Right, exactly. And that, that's kind of my thoughts too. I feel like there's like different layers to that emotion. You know, you have jealousy, um, you have insecurity, you know, and then you have like possessiveness. And I, I personally do think a little bit of jealousness is healthy in a relationship because it, it shows that it's something that you value, you know, but I, I do feel like the negative side of it is, is it gets more into like the insecurity and jealousy aspect. I mean, insecurity and um, possessiveness aspects um, to where you start to really do negative things and really yell at your partner or throw temper tantrums. And I feel like those feelings have to be, you know, brought under control. For example, like, you know, for me and my girlfriend are walking down the street and, you know, I see some guy checking her out, looking at her ass or whatever, you know, it, it does make me feel some kind of way, you know, but should I lash out at that person? No, I, I feel like in that instance, I'm like, okay, I'm with an attractive woman, you know, which is what I wanted. So I can't really be mad that people are checking her out because I probably would be doing the same thing, you know? Right. No, I think that makes that makes sense. It's sort of like, how do you handle that? Either sense of jealousy plays like a bigger factor. Like, yeah, unhealthy. <laughs> I don't know. If there's Yeah. And I think there, there might be like differences of like jealousy is healthy. It's like, yeah, depending on how it's handled. So like there's unhealthy and healthy jealousy, I guess, in that in that way where the way you yeah. handle that is is healthy but some people tend to react differently when that happens so exactly yeah. who, do you, who do you think is like the more jealous gender men or, or women oh shit man, i didn't even have that as a question so you're already like bringing in uh, <laughs> uh 
Oh man, I I honestly don't know because I'm pretty sure there's jealousy for different reasons. Like I yeah. I remember one time I was I went out with someone a couple of times and I always like talk about like my friends and I always like say like I always like state with the fact that I'm an only child so like for me friendships and like my cousin in some ways feel more like siblings in a way especially like yeah. the closer ones but like the fact that I told her that I always talk and hang out with them and talk about them she felt like she said like oh I'm curious how that's gonna work further is she already jealous of my friendships before we even like, go out and I don't <laughs> Dude, know that that's I'm... an unhealthy sign that's that's a red flag I know I was like wait like yeah I mean I'm pretty sure like I'll like figure I mean like I think that's fair I'm pretty sure like she has friends as well and I wouldn't like feel jealous in that aspect because I have as well and I feel like that's the like compromise where like yeah we'll probably like hang out as well but like if the goal was to only hang out with her I was like nah right I mean what does she want to do just like lock you up and throw away the key you know (laughs) yeah exactly I was like well this is too soon to know this but like that's good to know maybe it's too soon but like too soon to know of that that's a deal breaker but like (laughs) exactly I mean honestly it's better to get that stuff out of the way on the first date that way you're not like you know knee deep into it six months later and you find out that this person is just you know uh just mental patient you know yeah i i do know a lot of people who are like that and they they're very like possessive and that's that's kind of what i was getting at before it's like i I wouldn't call that jealousy i feel like that's just like possessiveness Mm -hmm. you know and and it almost it's like this insecurity where it's like okay I can't let this person go out and be around other people because then they may leave me for someone else. But, you know, I feel like people are projecting those kind of emotions because then it shows that they feel like they're not adequate enough for their partner, mm-hmm. you know? So the only way to, they think that they can keep their partner is just by sticking them in a room, you know, yeah. and just preventing them from interacting with anyone else when they actually, you know, it's better to have a free relationship where your partner just feels comfortable going out with their friends every once in a while but you still have to balance it and prioritize your partner and prioritize you know your hobbies and your friends you know I feel like that's the thing is everyone has insecurities at some point or another I I do agree that if you don't even know your insecurities you'll probably find out through a relationship (laughs) those are the things that are like gonna pop up probably know that beforehand (laughs) like (laughs) I think I, I always joke that last year every episode had some talk of like therapy involved it's like therapy is highly important and I feel like even through therapy and even if you're not like going through anything it's like it's crazy helpful because sometimes I didn't like know shit about myself I was like oh damn I never thought of that that way like it's like yeah. small things like that it's like you uh I, I think like I'm not saying like insecurities are a good thing but like I'm saying like if you're able to acknowledge them and understand them and they're like yeah I tend to do this but like how do I try to minimize that from happening more than- exactly it's like you just you have to be self-aware you know because yeah. no, no one's perfect and you know i i'm definitely not perfect i've you know i've been in my relationship for two years and you know things are good now um but it took us a lot of work to get to where we are right now and you know i she says i can be an asshole and i i've known that since before the relationship and which is why i've probably been single for the length of time that i have leading up to this relationship but you know no one's perfect and all we can do is just really like work on our flaws and you know, like you said, I, I feel like a relationship should bring out the best in you. 
but it should also bring out the worst in you so that you're aware of, you know, how you're interacting with somebody and, and what you can do to change it. And, you know, you just really have to sit down and have conversations, you know, about some of the differences. Like, I feel like me and my girl, we're like, we come from two different backgrounds. Like she comes from Australia, you know, everything's a lot more balanced over there. I haven't been yet, but I guess it's a socialist country, I believe. I believe that's the term. Don't kill me if someone's listening and they're like, that's not what it is. But basically it's like, you know, they have universal health care. The government kind of regulates everything. And, yeah. you know, when she came over here, you know, she's just really kind of had this sort of, I would say, change in, I would say, reality for her because we don't have universal health care. Everybody's like fighting to survive. And, you know, when her and I get together, some of those differences kind of like, you know, they can split us apart at times because then we start arguing about the way of life and what we expect out of it and, you know, some of our goals. So it's a very interesting, you know, because it, it can bring out the best and worst, but it's also about, you know, being able to sit down and talk to your partner and talk things through. No, I, I agree. I feel like those types of relationships where even though you may have some sort of differences, but like are able to talk through it makes such a huge difference because I always like hear a lot of the times from like my friends that are women that are always like, yeah, like, you know, so-and-so doesn't really like listen or understand this or like takes a different point of view. And it's always like, that's a little bit crazy, right? Because I feel like people are probably then used to their own point of view. It, it would be really boring if you dated someone that completely agreed with everything. Like, I feel like there's some things you probably have to agree on. And I think we learned that last year, <laughs> but probably every other year. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly last year. Or the past yeah, like four years, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, past four years, yeah. Where you, you know, like, yeah, like there are some things that, you know, people should disagree with, but there's like specific things that people should like agree on. And it's like, if you don't, then I don't know how that's going to work. Exactly. For example, you know, I'm, I'm a workaholic. I, it just comes from my family. We kind of come from a lower to middle class background. And, you know, all we all we know is, is work because that's kind of just the attitude. You know, it's like, OK, we're living check to check. If we're not hustling, then the rent's not getting paid. You're not going to be able to do, you know, all these exciting, cool things. So to me, I'm like, all right, I need to get my money up. You know, I need to make sure my job is together. All my priorities need to be set. But my girl, because she comes from such a better country, out in my opinion, to be honest, where they kind of take care of those foundations for you, they don't really have to think so much about you know working to survive it's more like okay we're working to 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 have enough money to go on vacation and we no that makes that makes sense yeah i mean we we argue a lot about those differences because i'm like yo i want to focus on my priorities this weekend i don't really want to go out and then she's like well i want to go out and have fun i want to go on vacations i want to go on little trips and we just always argue about that mindset because i'm like you need to get your stuff together and think more about work and she's like you need to stop thinking about work and you know go on vacation with me so it's it, it's really tough sometimes, but I think we both have become better people because we've just been open to each other's feedback, but also aware that we are who we are at the end of the day. We can't really change those fundamentals, but we can do work to be more balanced. That's pretty cool. Like, I, I think that makes sense, especially when coming from different backgrounds, not just like country, culturally, racially, or et cetera. There's always going to be that initial, and not only, I don't even think initially, I just think like that, those first year or two is always going to be like, oh, that's 
something I'm not used to. I don't know how that works. And it's sort of like a learning curve there as well. It's like the same thing when you like start a new job, right? It's like, oh yeah, I, I've never, you know, like in some cases you may have never done what you were doing before. So, you know, you know how people say like 30, 60, 90, you know, like those, those first three couple of <laughs> months are going to be like, yeah, I know. I do too. Does, does anyone ever do those things? Like, I mean, I, I, honestly, I've, I've had a lot of conversations about 30, no. 60, 90 and <laughs> exactly. Like you may put it together, no. but I've I've never seen any like any of my bosses actually like go through it and go through with it or even me to like some of my subordinates. I've never been able to just stay consistent. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like it, it, it works at first, but I feel like sometimes and like just the name of the game, especially with American work culture, where sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, like we should work on like specific things, but also this work needs to get done. So it's like, oh, so what's more important, the work that needs to get done or like my, you know, professional growth. And sometimes it's, yeah, that's a different story for another day. <laughs> but, but but I do think that sort of does then equivalent like right there when I just said that, where like sometimes I feel like if you're coasting in your relationship and not like having those conversations that sort of not entirely makes sense with like the same thing we were just talking about but in a way it does too that's where a lot of i think that's why communication is highly important because that i don't know it's just it's always really yeah so do you think we should put some 30 60 90s on our relationships and then you know pull out the spreadsheet yeah you know what i i told someone (laughs) something that really they were like why are you making why are you capitalizing relationships it's like look it's not capitalistic (laughs) i think it makes sense so the thing i came up with is not a 30 60 90 but i felt like quarterly Mm. check-ins and and not saying like saying like you have to break up or like renew your contract every year but i think the idea is that like if you should have conversations about like do you guys still want the same goals or etc and i think that's a fair point and i know like one of the things that's happened the last two years that i've dated is i've been really upfront about not wanting mm. because i know i'm dating around 30 so like those conversations usually may not pop up as quickly but i'm also like mindful of what i don't want and i know that sometimes online dating profiles women don't bring that up is there a particular reason why you don't kids oh man if you listen through the podcast there's different reasons i for me it's a little bit like mental health (laughs) mental health (laughs) no like mine in general like i usually Uh, from depression and i know that's usually like hereditary sometimes Uh, i thought of that financially yeah legit (laughs) i mean i think they say it costs like 20 grand just to have a baby in the hospital and they'll send you that bill I'm like, I don't know how anyone's been able <laughs> like, to pay that off. They like start you out in, in debt. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's that I just personally, and I feel like that happened a lot in my earlier 20s. Like I felt like really weird saying that early on that I didn't want kids. But then like the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, I just really don't. I felt like I've been like told that I need to have kids because of like, you know, your legacy and et cetera. I was like, yo, I'm not like, I'm not like <laughs> or something. I'm not like leaving a, I'm not leaving like a legacy. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Like my podcast. That's your baby. baby. It's not, that's my legacy. Right there. <laughs> exactly. Nah, I, I get that. I mean, I've, I don't, yeah. that's kind of one of the other kind of deal breakers that me and my girl are working through right now. Um, I want kids. I want like three mm-hmm. kids. I I said I want a girl, a boy, and just like a mystery baby. You know, it can be whatever. And, you know, she's adamant about it. Well, initially, when we first got together, she said, I don't want kids at all. And, you know, I was like, that's not going to work for me. That's a that's a deal breaker. So, you know, let's figure it out. If we really want to be together, you know, we're going to have to find a middle ground. But I was like, I'm I'm 
Ridley's going to have a, a kid. And she was like, okay, I'll, I'll settle on one kid, but we need to get like married in a church. And for me, I'm like, well, I don't really want to get married in a church. I want to have like a destination wedding. But if we're going to have kids, then fine, I'll get married in a church just for you. <laughs> but I, I hate church. I, I, I've i always had a, a, I would say a love-hate relationship with church, but for another podcast, but, you know, in this situation, I, I think this it's another one of those kind of deal breakers that we've been able to work through just because we get along so much well on in other aspects of life, you know, and we really enjoy each other's company. So I'm like, OK, I'm willing to compromise on this as long as we have we we can start with one. That's what she said. We'll start with one kid and I'll see how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. But she was like, That's only fair. when I'm I want to have my first kid at 38. And I think she's 32 or 33. She's going to kill me if she hears this. But yeah. <laughs> I think she's 32 <laughs> or 33, one, one of those two. So I'm like, all right, we're already at that kind of biological clock, you know? So if you're already, if you want to have kids at 38, we're going to have to try really hard. I, I kind of feel like she's doing that. So it can be harder and she may be able to get out of having kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's fair. And I think that's why I felt like at least later on in dating, I've been like more specific on bringing that up. And it's just like, it's like a fair point. I don't mind having that conversation. I think it's important, but sometimes like, oh, you bring that up like on a first or second day. It's like, maybe not first, but like if they bring it up, I don't yeah, mind like, talking about it. I'll bring up my reasons and everyone has their reasons why they do they do or they don't. But it's more like, all right, cool. I've heard your point of view and how do I take that? And how do I feel about you? And then that's where it can, you know, like, it happens like I was talking with my friend yesterday he didn't want kids and then you know like at the time his girlfriend did and then you know they ended up settling on realizing they didn't want kids but like that's like yeah but like that just happens like sometimes it's like you know the initial reaction was like "Ooh, get away I don't want to date you but it's more like they (laughs) you know like as they continue to grow grow as a couple it just sort of you know sort of those things just happen along the way so it it does happen, but I know like sometimes it's really difficult for people. Yeah, and I, I think it's that that aspect of, I think, insecurity too. It's like some things you just don't bring up to your partner in the beginning because you're afraid if you do, then they'll leave you, you know, or, or they won't want to be with you. But I, I think mm. it's important to know yourself and be secure in yourself and say, you know what, if this person and I can't, you know, negotiate or, or be open to each other's ideas, then, you know, I this isn't the right relationship for me. I shouldn't stay in a relationship that that's not fulfilling me, you know? And I think a lot of people are just afraid of that. They find one person and then they automatically latch onto them because they're like, all right, this is it. I'm, I may not be able to find anyone else if, if me and this person is already gelling good. But I, I, I do think, you know, people should work on that a lot more and be willing to to walk away from something that's just not working for them. No, and that makes sense because that sort of like moves into like some points that I was talking about. Like one of them was like may want to control you or your decisions. And I feel like that sort of makes sense. Like if someone only wants their point of view. That's like a negative aspect of like jealousy, like, right? Like you're like, hey, I think this way or I do things this way and that way or no way. It's like, yo, I've ever heard that shit. It's like, uh, all right, as Ariana Grande, uh, I can't, I'm not going to make lyrics. I'm going to get like copyright. Are you right. Here? So, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not singing it. I'm just saying thank you next. You know, it's like, you know. Like, so. Right. Legit. I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree uh, with you. And, and, 
you know, you, you got to have standards and you can't just let the fear of being lonely, you know, stop you from putting your foot down. Um, you know, and, and like you were saying, I guess you were, you were more so saying like, you know, if someone is being selfish with, you know, the way that they act and they don't want to change, then yeah, I, I also do agree with that too. I, I, I think that's an unhealthy way to, you know, go into, into a relationship. But I, I do think there are core values to people and people are who they are at the end of the day. Like they're going to try to change, but they can only become like best versions of themselves. So and I, I think that's important to look at too, when you're in a relationship is like, you know, I think we tend to get rose colored glasses when we first meet someone and we're like, oh, okay, this person can potentially be a great person if they work on X, Y, and Z. Instead of just saying like, who is this person right now? You know, is this, are they a healthy individual? You know, fuck all the, what they can be, who are they? Because this is what you're going to get. You know, it's so true. Like, I don't get like how people go into dating already looking at the future. I'm just trying to get to know you. It's a first date. Like, I, I don't put that type of pressure on someone I've never met before to like live up to whatever what it is because like i'm just here to like you know we're just here to like grab a couple of drinks or just talk and get to know each other and based off of that i'll take it from there i've never had this mindset where like i'm already looking at someone and thinking all right yeah this may or may not be the one or you know like it's like i i don't know it's just like that's just way too much pressure on someone and then you're just putting pressure on yourself to like try to impress someone that yeah exactly it's like you create this fantasy about who this person could be and, you know, I, I feel like I, I personally went through that phase of dating and I think it's it's really chopped up to, from my opinion, people who just, you know, they're they're not good daters, you know, and, and they're not like every other aspect in your life. Dating is like something that you have to work on and, and you know, you need to understand, you know, the if if you're like heterosexual, then you need to understand, you know, the opposite sex um, or just the person. I would just maybe it's better to say just the person who, you know, you're looking to date, you really have to understand, you know, how dating works and, and kind of those, you know, kind of roles that you need to take or, you know, basically if the other person is, you know, I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm kind of going into a loop, but I think it all. <laughs> what I'm really trying to say is that, you know, you have to do your research in dating. You have to practice certain techniques and, you know, really understand people. I think that's really what I'm trying to say is you really just want to understand people you know, and, and how people act, how your actions influence, you know, what other people are thinking in their thoughts. I completely agree. I think a lot of the times people may go into like dating with like an agenda. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's easier just take a step back and just, I, I don't know. I never thought dating was always difficult. I just think, cause it's just a conversation. I mean, especially a first date, but like the thing is that you just can't then have that for like the rest of the time you're dating. You have to then continuously to progress the conversation and get to know the person and spend more time with them and et cetera. But like the first aspect should always be like the simplest part yeah. of just talking. I Some don't people know. are just I, weird I, to I, be I, honest. Yeah, that's and just... it just, like I said, they just don't understand people. <laughs> they live in this fantasy world of like, you know, know the first person i meet like you said i'm gonna put all of these expectations on them and you know we need to get together and we need to grow you know as a unit and it's like i'm this is the first date like i don't know you i don't even know if i want to like bang you right now why why would we even be thinking about that but i i think it's like you know all these movies and just media that we see it it always kind of you know sets that precedent it's like okay you meet somebody and this could potentially be you know, your soulmate. And a lot of people just go into the first date like that, like, yo, this is my soulmate. 
you have Instagram, so you can already like, you know, stalk them and look at their pictures and just create this fantasy about even the person, you know, if they're using Instagram and they're like some model or influencer, they're also creating this fake fantasy and you get sold on that. And you think this is the person that you're actually going to be interacting with. And then you go and you find out like, oh, this person actually isn't who I thought they were. Mm, that's interesting because I think like one of the bullet points I also had was uh, low self-esteem. I think that sort of correlates in a way because I think if I don't know and I think it depends on the person right because I feel like there's different scenarios where like low self-esteem can come through like if you're someone who and I think there's like a two-parter it's not just low self-esteem but I think sometimes like how people become codependent they don't you know they have like one thing that they like aim to like do sometimes and then the rest of their life sort of like takes like a second part so like if someone their goal is a relationship right if the relationship isn't really going well on their end that like kind of makes them feel like oh shit am i not doing enough or etc and i think that that's sort of and i don't want i don't know that like is 100 accurate but i think in some instances i feel like low self-esteem and codependency is yeah it is like and, and people project well. that out you know and, and instead of saying like hey i'm i'm not feeling secure they you know start to accuse their partner of cheating or you know every picture that they put up with someone who's you know the opposite sex they automatically go into this tirade and be like you know who was this why are you doing this why are you doing that when it's uh, to me it, it's much more beneficial to just sit down and have a conversation like i mean and I, I feel that way too sometimes like if i see my girlfriend you know you know posted up with some other guy you know i'm gonna be like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> you know and do i need to kill him right now i, I don't know yet but, you know, <laughs> I know a lot of people who go into just crazy <laughs> mode and they're ready to just stab somebody because they're just maybe, you know, kind of, you know, their arm around the other person's arm taking a picture. They create this fake fantasy or idea that, like, you know, this person is cheating and there's something deeper when you really just have to just say, OK, who's this person? And in a better tone, obviously. You know, what's funny. I'm always that friend. So I'm always like concerned. like, oh, hey, you want to take pictures? Like, oh, like, you know, I know you have a boyfriend. Exactly. This, this may go on social media. Be like, oh, right. It's like, that's a friend, you <laughs> know, like, yo, like whoa, 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 we're allowed right. to, you know, <laughs> touch our friends in, in appropriate yeah. ways, you know. I mean, but it, it's healthy, though, to be honest, like, you know, it, it's healthy to feel that way you know to feel a bit possessive i would say and and, and jealous but like i was saying before if, if you take mm. those actions th those feelings and funnel them into negative actions then that's when you're, when you're going to have a problem but if you're just like okay hey baby who's this you know who's this friend that you're posing with on instagram oh that's so and so and i think at that point it's up to you to make the decision on like whether you trust your partner or not and hopefully you know everyone's in a relationship that you know that they feel like they can trust their partner but for those who aren't i think that's when it starts to come out as this you know negative energy of you know i need to look into this person let me find their instagram and i need to stalk them and do more you know diving and paying attention to phones you know that's for sure and i've i've, I've, I've... I remember there's been times where like my friends would go out of their ways like hey um uh and it's always interesting because I feel like it's always like at least I feel like it's never the other way around and I'm not like trying to like not genders but I feel like at least if it's like a woman who has a male friend she's more inclined to like introduce the friend to the boyfriend that way like it's like look here meet meet Anthony that right he's not you, a threat you, you understand that it's <laughs> yeah threat. yeah that that's a good point because if right. you know him then he's not a threat if you don't know him then he may potentially be a threat. And I, I've had those instances with my girlfriend as well, where, 
you know, I, I felt insecure about, you know, some guy that, you know, she was interacting with or, you know, a friend that I hadn't yet met. And he's like a guy and he may call her, you know, at like 10 o'clock at night. I guess that was the actual instance that happened. I And I hadn't met him yet. And I was just like, I was just like, who the fuck is this guy that's mm-hmm. calling you at, at 10 okay. o'clock? And she's like, oh, this is my really good friend. <laughs> you know, we, we've been friends for years. He's one of the first people I met. And, I'm, you know, in my head, I'm, I'm listening to her. And, you know, part of me, I wanted to trust it, but I feel like my insecurities were were not letting me trust it because I'm like, okay, I know how guys think. And, you know, I'm like, any guy that's interacting with a woman, there's always like this thing, even if it's like a friend, it's, I feel like it's just a guy thing where you, you're always thinking about sex, you know, you're always thinking about your dick. And if you had an opportunity in a room by yourself with someone that is of the opposite sex, guys a lot of guys don't go and take the opportunity so i just know how that frame of mind works so anytime like my girlfriend is interacting with some guy there is this level of insecurity that pops up with me but i have to like check it and say okay you know i have to trust my girlfriend and say okay i know she wouldn't put herself in those kind of situations that makes sense can you imagine like someone's like hey yeah i've known them for 20 years <laughs> and then you were 20 years <laughs> okay yeah, i like that like uh, lost reference here. I like <laughs> oh my god i me and my girlfriend been we've yeah, been thanks. binging it oh, we're man, almost on like show. i believe we're on season six now we just got through the season finale so I feel like no, no matter way, no matter what, like if there's someone that may be somewhat jealous, you're like thinking of so many scenarios. Like either they're interested right. In right now, maybe he was in a relationship. It's like I, I don't know. So it's like there's just so many different aspects when you, especially like I, I always like tell people like the worst, the 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 one relationship you should always work on is the one with yourself because because I feel like a lot of the times it's like you know that scenario that I just brought up, your handling of that, it's not your girlfriend exactly. or that friend. It's more like you at the of the day and it's like sometimes it's a tough you know tough pill to swallow because like oh shit like, yeah i'm technically the one with the issue not <laughs> but like it, it's hard to say sometimes because it's like yeah like clearly is it that i don't trust them or do i not trust myself or and and i feel like i've had that scenario happen too where yeah this is not on <laughs> them but i'm like think, i'm like i'm thinking i'm the asshole in this scenario and not like <laughs> i was like i gotta take a you know like that and, and when you said when we first started like that self-awareness where like you could be aware of the scenario you know your thoughts but right exactly you and you know yeah thoughts? you just have to know like okay when is it when is it time to turn up and when is it time to turn down and you know a lot of people just have issues with that i mean i think you just have to do a lot of like self-care and you know you have to do therapy you know if if there's some sort of like you know mental thing going on you know to to really get past a lot of those issues that you project on on other people because i mean I, I feel like at the end of the day life is all about how you're reacting to situations and you know i feel like it, there's always a better way to react but i think it's also important to know that like we're not perfect you know sometimes we we can't always do the right thing but if our intentions are good then i i, I think that's always the best way to go i, I think you know if, if you can do that I, I feel like you can take over the world if, if you just know how to just be a better individual then you, you know you can get the jobs that you want you can you know date the women that you want or the partners that you want I just feel like self-mastery is the most important thing in life. And I've read books like, I know this is probably LLC uh, Twitter porn right now, but I've read Four Day Laws of Power and I love that book. (laughs) Um, I've I've read all of those like Robert Greene books. Like, you know, I think this art of seduction, just understanding, you know, 
more so dating and also how to make myself a more attractive person. Um, I've read, um, there's this, the book that helped me the most with dating. Cause I, I, I was an okay dater before this book. Um, but this book is called the 3% man by coach Corey Wayne. And he like, he really goes into depth about just how to the, the certain things that you need to do in order to not, it's not about attracting people. It's about being a better version of yourself. And the reason why it's called 3% man is because uh, 97% of men are just out here, just, you know, going ham and when they're dating, you know, they really don't, they're not self-aware. They're not thinking about, you know, what's going to attract, what's going to unattract people. So, you know, this book really goes into depth on those qualities, you know, that mm. a lot of men have that turn women off, you know? Damn, so that means 97% of men are just swiping right. Yeah, exactly. 97% of men, they, um, you know, they, well, I, I lost my train of thought. Literally, it was on the tip of my tongue. But, you know, they, they, they over pursue and they, they, they chase women who aren't interested in them and they waste a lot of yeah. their time trying to like get someone to like them, you know, instead of just, uh, you know, going after the women that are just as excited yeah, to spend no. time with them as they are, you know, the opposite way yeah like and it's weird like there's like there, there's like different types of self-help books that i've read but i've been always really specific where i kind of always want it to be sort of like scientific and like behavioral because like i i don't get me wrong i i get like mindfulness and meditating and everything like that but like sometimes like i i want like a realistic point of view as well like i i don't mind all of yeah. that but i just still want yeah. it to be like no i get it it's like you know understanding it. how can i manipulate this situation you know to to work for me you know, I don't think anyone wants to go into any situation mm. unprepared, you know, so the more knowledge you have, the the better off you are. Like, mm. you know, I, I think something that caused me to, to figure out how to be a better dater was I, you know, I matched with this girl on Tinder. This was before my girlfriend and I got together and I was just like, yo, this woman is fucking gorgeous. She's beautiful body. You know, she's, you know, doing good things in, in terms of profession and I just, I didn't know how to handle that situation because I had never been able to kind of get to those kind of women, you know, like Instagram model kind of girls, you know, I, I've, I've dated a, a couple of model chicks, mm. um, but I've never been able to like retain those relationships. She would just ghost. So, you know, this happened with this certain girl and I was just like, what the hell happened? Like I had mm. her in the bag, you know, we were exchanging pictures and getting hot and steamy, but I was just too like over eager to like hit with her you know off the first day i'm like the first day we match i'm mm. like yo when can i come through you know instead of <laughs> instead of you know actually just saying like yo let's mm. go out on a date okay. you know let's go somewhere and, <laughs> and do something you know to get to know each other i was just trying to go in for the kill that's mm, that's a fair point it's interesting because it's sort of not entirely similar but have you like ever experienced someone like sort of stalking me like, stalking on like social media or something <laughs> um yes and and uh i would it's related to in to a romantic experience but it's complicated <laughs> i don't really want to go into it but yes okay i i i, I no that's fair yeah you know like how like some like people want to do research before they even date someone so like all right i'm going to google all right, let's see. So yeah, uh, your name. I got your first name, and then like you work here. So you're like, <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, work to find me on 
yo, I only had my first name and one employer. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's creepy. Companies were it's like, I was working creepy. at that time. You know so, what? Yeah, like, you know, I I kind of was that kind of aggressive. person. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, you know, if I really like somebody. I, I would try to find them on like social networks and, you know, not like just to add them to add them, but just to like kind of talk to them. And I think it w- went back to just being just not a good dater, not a good pursuer, you know? And, and after reading this book, it really just helped me understand like, yo, you got to have some fucking standards, bro. Like you can't be out here just, you know, chasing women on social media and adding them all over the place and being like just a weirdo. If she if she's feeling you, set the date, you know. And once you set the date, get the fuck off the phone. Don't follow. Don't follow her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to her on Twitter. Don't talk to her on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. Set the date, and that's it. Because you need like that level of mystery to where they they think about you, you know. And there's no way for them to think about you or for you to set the mystery if you're just all over this person, you know, all the time. Or if they can find you on Instagram, they can just scroll through your life and get an idea of who you are. So, you know, when you're doing these things to make yourself more visible to somebody, you're actually decreasing their level of attraction. So it's just best to set the dates, meet up in person, establish the relationship that way versus, you know, stalking on social media or, you know, even just texting back and forth, you know? Time, a friend of mine, uh, you know, we were friends, we're friends on Instagram. And, you know, we just, like, followed the same person. We were doing, like, this IE mm-hmm. challenge a couple of years ago. That's, like, how we, like, followed each other. It was, like, it was nothing like, like that because they lived in a different city. It was more like, oh, cool, yeah, you're pretty chill. We'll just talk, whatever. I remember one time she, like, just randomly disappeared. I was like, okay, cool, I guess. Yeah, I remember she then messaged me, like, months later. Wow. Like, her hey, ex you know, blocked sorry. you? Yeah, well, like, well, you know, they weren't dating any. No, I mean, like, at the time, her and her boyfriend were going out. And I guess whatever. And wow. And then, like, she never noticed. So she thought, like, I blocked her. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. They they need some help because that that kind of stuff is just like I don't know. It it just crosses barriers. Like I could see if you know you two had had some sort of past relationship where it was really serious, and then you know the guy and you guys are still interacting with each other. I don't know if that was the case, but if if not, then I I feel like that guy overreacted. You know, and I feel like it shows a, a sign of weakness. You know, it's just insecure. And, you know, you just like every woman has guys who are just chasing her around all the time, regardless of if she has a boyfriend or not. There's guys who are going to come in from the past and check in. And that's actually happened to me with my girl. Some random guy from her past came in and was texting her and checking in. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, you know, she showed me something on her phone and then this guy's text messages showed up like five times. I'm like, who the fuck is this motherfucker? fucker like you know you got some explaining to do and she's like oh you know he's checking in you know he just you know he pops up every now and then I'm like no in that instance I feel like I had to put my foot down I'm like no you need to stop talking to him and delete the number from your phone not because I'm insecure but I'm like there's a level of respect you know that you have to have for your partner and for your relationship to where you're not going to you know um, entertain you know, people from your past, even if they do hit you up. I mean, fine, say hello, how you doing? And then that's it, you know, but to have a full-blown conversation with somebody that I feel like that shit is just not cool. That Like, even though, like, I have this one ex and we, you know, we still talk occasionally, but it's like so rare. It's like the most random scenarios. And it's funny because we only have like the same two or three things to talk about, which is like usually baseball 
TV shows and movies, like those are like the main things that we want to talk about. There's always like random, like well, like we wouldn't like. I think we spoke when the baseball season started, and then like randomly during the playoffs, and then like <laughs> during the break because I was like, hey, um, like what what show should I like stream? And it's like the random thing, like throughout like the entire year, we only spoke like three or four times, but I like I was just like making sure of the time, like oh, it's like it's almost like nine. I guess she started the convo, so I guess it's cool. But like I would never be the one to start up a convo because I know she's in a relationship, so it's like I'm not gonna be the one to like ever rarely start the convo and ever. Yeah, I never. I always make sure like it's either like a weekend or like a specific time. <laughs> I don't want it to like make it seem like it's a you up type of sex, which is not. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I mean, all, it's that's so though. hard to navigate. That's I feel like you know because. Because you, you know, everyone wants to feel desired, you know, and even if you're in a relationship with somebody, you still want to know if you if you still got it, you know. So, you know, I, I feel like there is some friendly flirting that happens and it's probably healthy for every relationship to just, you know, know that if I wanted to, I could leave this relationship and still be OK, you know. But if you're going to the, you know, I, I guess to the point where you're setting up times to meet up with people and you know, that clearly have bad intentions. I feel like that's like the unhealthy side of the relationship where you're you're looking to get something that you're not, you know, that's not fulfilling you within your current relationship, you know? If someone has been cheated on or been a cheater, then you, I, I don't want to say like everyone that gets cheated on has the mouth thought that like the next person will, but it's kind of hard and you've never worked through how you felt. I know with me, I didn't like date the first year or two after I got cheated on, but I wasn't like actually doing like personal growth when it came to that you know like you said if you're not doing any any self-help or self-improvement then you go around just you know projecting all of these internal feelings on the people that you've never met and you know because people there's just like cheaters out there and some people just can't help themselves they just they cheat and they they're not good for like you know monogamous relationships they have to be in polyamorous relationships if they want it to work um, but then there's other people who are actively turning their partners off by by their actions, you know, and, and they're not being self-aware to realize like, hey, you know, I haven't taken my girl out on a date in three months. You know, I, I haven't done anything special for her in, in six months. You know, I've just been focused on work, you know. So, of course, over time, if you're not continuously dating your partner, then there is a higher likelihood that they're going to go out and, and cheat on you, whether it's physically or emotionally, because, you know, you're not giving them the things that you were when you were, you know, when you guys first met, you become comfortable, you know, so they, they want to go and find that. And they'll usually give you clues, you know, they're not going to just totally just go off the deep end and cheat on you. They'll let you know. But if you're not paying attention to that stuff and you're being selfish, then, you know, it kind of, it, it's more than likely going to happen. Sort of like falls into like complacency as well, which I think happens a lot. And there's a difference between like argue and like healthy conversations. Like you mentioned with like you and your girlfriend, like I'm pretty sure all of those conversations were like full on arguments. It's more like, hey, we, just, we have different point of views. So we're just trying to understand each other. And that's where that'll sound or look a little bit different than like bickering or whatever. Exactly. Not yeah, it's like, you know, having a healthy conversation about differences and, versus yeah. just accusing someone of something and the other person's trying to defend themselves. And, you know, I, I think 
both are to be expected in relationships. You know, relationships aren't easy. And if you're not having these hard conversations with your partner, you know, then your relationship is bound to fail, you know, and there's plenty of situations where, you know, me and my girlfriend have gotten in arguments and, you know, she's crying and yelling and screaming. But, you know, at at the end of the day, I, I think we're able to come together and say, okay, why, why were we feeling that way? You know, what, what actually was the, the takeaway from this argument? And then we can have a, you know, actual grown up conversation, you know, but I feel like the arguing is, is healthy in a way, you know, as long as it's, it's for a legitimate reason and you're not just going off the deep end, threatening your partner, you know, you're going to kill them or, you know, stalk this person that they're talking to and kill them too, you know? Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know. That's how, yeah, like, that, my yeah, mind kind of works in a way. Like, when, when she was texting this guy from her past, I was, like, just in demon mode. And I'm like, yo, I'm ready to kill somebody. You know, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just really big on respect in my relationships. And if I feel like somebody's not respecting me, then I am I go crazy. But I, I'm, I'm aware that that's how I am. And I, I try my best to work on it. And, and be aware of it before it happens. I'm, I've never killed anybody, though. I don't want to incriminate myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a rapper. That's, uh, but, and I've never thought of this before, was like unbalanced commitment levels, meaning if someone is, and I think we sort of spoke on this briefly, but like, you know, someone putting in more effort than the other person. Like, I think that like makes sense. Like, if, you know, like someone is putting in more commitment and more work into a relationship. Yeah. I won't say like that's more like jealousy, but it's more like what the fuck, <laughs> and and that could probably like lead into like jealousy at some point or another. I'm not. I'm trying to think of like how. <laughs> that, that's definitely an interesting thought because it's like okay, what emotion is that? Like you know, if, if your partner isn't putting in the same amount of work, you know that that you feel like they're they're putting in. It's like a, I feel like in my relationship, I, I feel like sometimes that can happen where one of us feels like we're doing a lot and the other person isn't. And, you know, we, we do kind of get into arguments about it, but I think sometimes the outcome is like, okay, we're expecting too much out of each other and we're not understanding like, Hey, I'm, I'm not able to do anything for maybe, you know, these next two weeks Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm, I'm working a lot. I have a lot to do for work or, you know, I'm behind on bills, you know, certain things are preventing me from, from, doing for you or it's putting me into like a bad mental space you know to where I I don't feel as romantic as I once did but I I think I think communication honestly fixes a lot of that and if you just talk to your partner and know how to listen then I, I I personally think you can work through it you know we we just really sit down and we have conversations and we're very open with each other, I think, more than I've been with anyone, honestly. And I, I feel like that's what I really value about our relationship because we're like two different people. I think if I was, I was younger, I probably would have said like, fuck this relationship, I'm gone. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I've been able to mature and really work on myself as a person. And I, I feel like we found a good balance between, you know, two people who are different with some of the same common interests but different ideas of what we want out of life it was interesting i was trying to think of the word i don't think it would be annoyed maybe like resentful maybe a little bit like i feel like if someone is putting in 80 percent of the work all the time like i i, I do understand that relationships have different levels where you know there's going to be times where it's 50 50 sometimes it's like 80 20 sometimes like there's different i don't know i'm just making up random percentages did run a sort of study you know it was just it was like the instagram poll but that, it was like i was trying to figure out like uh how many people had like mm. uh 
partner that's been jealous of a friendship that was from a yeah. gender and legitimately i was like oh shows that like 80 percent so yeah that's four and five couples have had like four or five people have had someone who has been jealous of you know friendship like either they're the ones jealous or the other way around uh, yeah I, I think it's like so tricky because like you know you're used to having friends when you're single right like it's not a big deal when you're like you know you have a friend you know like let's say a woman who's single and then you're single right. uh, and you're just like chilling you know you're not even like actually like attracted to each other you're just like hanging out and that seems really normal but as soon as one yeah. of you get gets into a relationship that dynamic completely changes which is like crazy right like exactly and it's weird because like you've known each other before he or she ever like met either of you so it's like you're like, uh, dude, like yeah we've known each other for like five years and it's like oh that's weird it's like no you're way you're acting is weird but like, like it is normal for people to have friends that are of the opposite gender i just think sometimes people and I yeah think exactly it's just, like, it, because there's like, always this like case has, of like, made it that, like, you know that's not possible you hear it all the time like oh this person was fucking their bestie you know quote unquote and you know it it's just it happens so much that i, I think people just yeah, look at right. look at these relationships and they're like okay especially if it's like the same like gender as you you kind of understand how they work like i i think i was saying that earlier in the podcast but it's just like guys a lot of guys work that way like they stay in the friend zone because they're trying to get to your girl you know and and as a guy you just see a lot of these like subtle maybe like body language you know clues you know when when some other guys interacting with your girl that you're just like yo this motherfucker is is up to no good <laughs> I don't trust it. This shit is sus. I remember one time a friend of mine introduced me <laughs> to like their boyfriend, like on my birthday. I was like, oh, this isn't the right time. Get drunk as fuck. Like, I, I remember when I was single and I, I was doing that shit too. Like I would be right, in the friend exactly. zone with specific so, girls because I knew I liked them and they had, you know, they had a boyfriend, but sometimes we would get together and just hang out and go out for a coffee. You know, and I just if if she gave me an opportunity and she threw it my way, I I would have caught it like ASAP. So I, you know, I, I, I get those kind of relationships, but, you know, and I, w- I was in a friendship like that for shit, maybe like three or four years, just kind of waiting for my chance, you know, and I would, you know, just check in and she would, you know, always come to me and tell me about, you know, her guy problems she was having with her boyfriend. And of course I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You know, you know, maybe it's just not the right relationship, you know, maybe you should get out of it or, you know, let's go out to eat, you know, it was just, it was, yeah, I was, I was on some long con shit. And (laughs) exactly. Yeah. I I was on that shit. So I I get it. And that's why I think probably me, it's probably more of a projection thing for me. When I see other guys like that with my girlfriend, I'm automatically thinking in that kind of mindset, like, okay, they're just waiting for their opportunity. And, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult, you know? You know, it's funny. I was like imagining <laughs> you when you were telling that story. It's like, yeah, you know, like you're even like taking notes. It's like, all right, make sure exactly. That yeah. Like, it's such a like schmuck like, yeah, mindset I had. I mean, it was just pathetic, <laughs> you know? And I think it, it goes into that like 3% man, you know, uh, mindset <laughs> as well. It's like, you know, if you're a 3% man, you're not out here chasing, chasing these chicks, especially not women in situations like relationships, you know, that's just, those are unhealthy relationships. Cause if she's going to cheat on her man with you, then more than likely, if you guys ever get in a relationship, she's going to do the same thing. So I I think a lot of people would benefit from just doing more dating, you know, improvements, 
Because I, I think that alone, I feel like a lot of people would be happier and they would find more success if they just understood mm-hmm. that there is a strategy to to dating and attracting people and, and maintaining that attraction. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I completely agree. I feel like it's just always weird and like I don't know. I think like early, you know, like especially like early twenties, I was just sort of just dating to date. But yeah, I do feel like the you know, older I got and the more I was just trying to like figure out what it was that I wanted. Cause I think at the time I was just sort of like, yeah, I don't mind just like hanging out and figuring shit out. And then mm. I ended up like dating someone for like seven, eight months. And we were just like a friends with benefits. And it was always like funny because I, I felt like since we were like friends with benefits, like there was no reason for anyone to ever get jealous. <laughs> Cause we were just like mm. once a week talk like you know every day or like stay i'll stay over at her place for like the weekend or whatever it was just like weird because then like once that <laughs> ended the worst part that ever happened was like my thought was like that's all i wanted <laughs> like i just wanted a present benefits like i love like how chill this is you know you just get to you know interact with someone yeah. and don't get me wrong it's like it's tricky because right it's at some point you do want something more like substantial but at the time it's like mm-hmm. you kind of get like the and i think this was like before i even like started going to therapy so that makes a lot more sense where it's like, it's like oh wait, that does sound great you don't talk about emotions and you just like talk about random shit and have sex and right and exactly can, like, you end up ruining like a perfect like, friends or benefits situation like, by you why, know why trying to take it a step that? further when maybe that's all it's supposed to be hopefully you that, weren't stringing but... this poor girl along like oh you know i'll think about being in a relationship when you're actually just you know in it right. to smash no, I, I definitely like realized that that is what I wanted. I just felt like I felt like the most difficult part was just saying that. Where it's like, oh yeah, yeah. And, and there was a point where like sometimes when someone was asking like, what is it that you're looking for after a couple days? I was like, oh, nothing like crazy serious. And I know like that's probably like the worst thing to say, but it's the honest thing. So it was like more like, hey, if you're not if you're just looking for like something casual, like yeah, cool. If you don't, then that's fine too. Like I, I don't want you to like stay here and be like looking for like next relationship, but. I feel like that that helped, especially afterwards, where it's like, you know, I'm just going to be honest. And I feel like at this moment, what I want is something casual. And that's fine. And sometimes I think it's just easier if you just tell someone that because you're not going to feel like shit. That makes sense, right? Like, can you, like, you know, like for me, my conscience is clear, right? I, I verbalized what I wanted. And at the same time, I'm not keeping you, stringing you along for like three months. And then when you ask, what are you looking for? I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, not, like, oh, yeah, shit, like. I should have just said I didn't want anything serious to begin with. See, like, I don't know, just being, like, upfront was really helpful. And even though, like, you probably, like, strike out more because of that. But, like, for me, it's like, oh, well, I'd rather just, just go with that. Because, like, I think that any... And I think that it also, like, helped that I have, like, a lot of friends that are women. And they always, like, hate when that happens on their end. So being... I don't know, sometimes hearing someone else's point of view, like like you mentioned, like, understanding the, the opposite gender or whoever you're trying to date. I think that makes a lot of sense because I yeah. hearing their point of view made me realize, okay, I shouldn't approach dating this way. I don't know. Like it, it was like interesting because you see it from the different point of view and also other people are using online dating app. I hate that everyone here is just looking for hookups. Like that's fair, but I feel like you probably also hate is because of the way they approached it, right? Like I think if you would have spoken a bit and then they said, you know, like they didn't approach it with like just going straight for <laughs> like, like the uh, eggplant emoji you know, or something. Uh, what is it? <laughs> it looks Should like a cucumber to be honest. Same, same kind of, uh, you know. Yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking vegetable. cucumber. I don't know why. I was like, cucumber? <laughs> it does look like a cucumber. So, yeah. um, Yeah, and, like, yeah, that shit's fucked up. But I feel like if you, like, had an actual conversation and someone that they were looking for something casual, even though they may be upset about it, it's always the approach at the end of the day. 
Like, I feel like if you would have approached it more, you know, if someone was supposed to like say in like a thoughtful process and like why they want this or, you know, this is what they're looking for. You, you know, like, you know, she would probably like still be upset about it, but like, it's all the approach. If someone is just, you know, saying outlandish shit on their, you know, message. Yeah, of course women are going to be upset. Like, I've never done that. But like, I, I remember, I think like once I did where I was like, or a couple of times when I was younger, where it's like, oh, I'll figure it out. Like, as I go along, deep down knowing that I didn't want one. And I was like, you know, I probably should have just said this in the beginning. But yeah, you know, just honestly, I, I feel the same way. Like, in, yeah, in, throughout my entire know, 20s, I was just being a slut. You know, I was just <laughs> out there just having yeah. sex, banging, whatever. And, you know, I, I wasn't really thinking too much about other people and how they <laughs> felt, you know, to the point where I just, you know, I was just with people just to have sex. And, and that was it. Like, I wouldn't even, like, talk to them outside of that. And you know, I, I think it did create this weird precedent where, you know, there's people who are pursuing more mm -hmm. than just this friends with benefits situation and they just want to be with you. But, you know, you haven't, like I said, you haven't really set those expectations up front. You just are, you know, you don't want to lose that uh, friend with benefits, you know, and you feel like if you're honest, then you're going to lose them. But I, I think what helps is just having options. That way you don't feel the 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 attachment to be like damn okay if i lose this friends with benefits situation and i'm not going to get my dick wet for you know three months so it's like okay if i'm honest with this person then it's whatever because i know i have like 10 other people that i can right. you know go and yeah. hook up with i don't need this particular person but if you i think if you feel like you need that particular person so much then maybe it's worth exploring something deeper than a you know friends with benefits situation yeah that's i mean that's a fair point and i think i remember when i had that friends with benefits a lot of the time people were like oh you know that sounds like a relationship so yeah it's not but, like, <laughs> but i think it's just because we actually spoke you know like i think around month three or four i forget which month it was we actually had a conversation about it and it was funny <laughs> because i was like the awkward one trying to like realize I've never really had a DTR conversation <laughs> so like <laughs> I was like oh you know like, <laughs> right, what are we doing what what are we I'm just curious like what is this like uh, I, I I yeah and I was like more like not saying like I don't enjoy this but like I'm also like curious to your point of view because everyone has girlfriends like we haven't had that talk so like why what do they see that I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was just funny like the the reason i said it that way it was just sort of like we just had the, you know we just talked it's like you know like she just mentioned like yeah i definitely just see this as a friend with benefits it was funny because my friend's like are you dating other people's like no like, she she might be it's like you know what she might be but like i know i have something consistent at the moment so like yeah. i yeah I, I just find it weird to like date multiple people at the same time. Like I don't know how the fuck I did that before. Like yeah, my, my roommate's like that. Like she's the, just very, just a uh, very like sexually <laughs> open person, and she just right. enjoys. She we call it. Uh, she has a record label, is what we call it, because she likes to date like you know, kind of artists and upcoming rappers, or I wouldn't call them up local rappers, is what I'll call them, because not everyone can be up and coming, but uh, local local rappers, you know, creative people. She really just likes that energy. So, you know, every Tuesday, actually, the, um, I don't know if you saw my video where I was like, uh, imitating my roommate. Yeah, her, yeah, her dick appointments are every Tuesday. <laughs> and she brings, you know, kind of a different yeah, guy yeah, through, yeah. you know, I, I know her rotation now. It's like a good, maybe like 10 guys, and she'll, you know, just bring them, the, whoever's in rotation through that day. You know, and, and that's just how she gets down and she she enjoys it. But she says, like, oh, I, I want a relationship. But, you know, I, I feel like she hasn't found the right guy that works for her yet. 
like you you can still like hook up and do whatever you want and still want a relationship but i think at the same time like don't i think in that aspect is like yeah like don't you know prevent yourself from having fun while you're at it because i feel like that's the thing where it's like sometimes and and i've heard a lot of people like hearing how their relationship started it just always felt like it just happened not like chasing or the etc so i think it's like yeah i i don't know i i see like see that exactly like not everyone like, goes into with, you know, saying, like, you well, know like, well, dating or the first date thinking about long-term relationship i I definitely wasn't thinking about that with my girlfriend i just was like all right let's just go out and let's just have a good time and get to know each other and if we gel well then let's go on date number two you know but if we don't gel well at least i didn't you know come in with this grand expectation and now i'm just attached to it I, i feel like it's kind of what we were talking about earlier where you know you built this fantasy around this person that you like and it's not actually like who they are or what kind of future they they are looking for so if you're already you're already like falling in love with this fantasy and i i do have a friend who's kind of like that where you know he's he's a great guy and he has his head on right um but when it comes to relationships he tends to you know fantasize a lot about women and what they possibly could be together and he falls in love with the idea and he tries to just shove it down all these girls throats and you know metaphorically like because he really just you know is chasing too hard and and trying to pull this girl into like his fantasy world instead of you know going into her world and understanding who she is and you know having that balance between him chasing and and you know him pulling back like it's it's a tough thing for a lot of people because they just haven't done that research and they're not able to master their own emotions to know like hey i have to put some barriers on or or just let go of this idea that everybody that i'm fucking is, is going to be my life partner because it's just not the case yeah that's always like a fair point i always like think like I, and i feel like in this uh this uh facebook group and it's weird because like i already hate being on facebook as long as it wants yeah like i want to be but being on a facebook group that is actually really interactive when you talk about like dating and relationships is always interesting and i feel like one of the things that they we like mentioned a couple of times that we always said that the most important date is always the second date because like the first date is always like the you know like eh, like I'm just getting to know yeah. them. So it's like the second date where you get to like go a little bit deeper and get to know them really is the more quote unquote real date where I feel like in the first date you're just getting to know about you know maybe their career their life you know where they grew up like small things like that like depending on how long the date is you know like but after that first day it's like yeah they're pretty chill I'm like i like to see them again and then like in that next day you just start like now going a little bit deeper in the conversation no That's idea who someone be, is by the second sometimes date. it's like you oh, know it, it takes a long time like me and my girlfriend are still <laughs> learning things about each other not and not everything is pretty either there's a lot of just like weird things about people and they have their quirks that you just there's no way you can jam pack that into the first or second date or even like the first year it just it's it's a roller coaster <laughs> but i don't know what do you what do you think is like the right amount of time to date someone before you sure. you get into a relationship uh, i'm gonna throw a random month but i i'm gonna like break down like why i feel like mm. four but i think there should first be like an exclusive dating like i don't think you should go straight into like a relationship like i feel like if you like know someone like especially now with like online dating it plays so many different factors but like let's say if you've gone on like a couple of dates which might be like a month or so right you may have like hooked up already and you you know you're interested in them mm. like, yeah like i i kind of want to know where this goes i've just because like now at that point 
not saying like that's the relationship but like yeah. now you're like sort of like focusing on just getting to know them more instead of like oh like let's see what else is out there and you know like as you continue there you get to know them and i think like four months does make sense oh i remember i remember i dated yeah turn 19 yeah uh we uh you know i think we dated for a couple of months and i felt like we were dating but i wasn't talking to anyone else so in a way we were sort of in like that exclusive dating area but then like sort of like when i brought up the like i don't want kids thing I knew that that would play a factor in probably us dating because I know she said she wanted kids, but like I, we were still open to like getting to know each other. And then sort of that's what like where she like, like, Hey, you know, like I, I do like, you know, getting to know you and et cetera and dating you. But like, I kind of want someone who's looking to build a family. And I was like, you know what, that's fair point. But like, that's why I brought it up early. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I, I held off on saying until later yeah. in my relationship. Hmm. I don't know. I don't I don't think I have too many like crazy like things that I'm like that I want out of life. Maybe I mean I I guess up to this point I, I thought everyone wanted kids, but you know, now I'm learning that not everybody wants them. So maybe maybe that was I feel like that was the only like big kind of deal breaker that we're still trying to just actively work through. Yeah. Because while she says like, Hey, you know, I'm I'm open to having one kid, you know, it, it I still get this feeling of like uneasiness about it, you know, and I, and I told her, I'm like, Hey, I, I'm, I'm not going to have any babies with you if, if you're not sure, you know, that it's what you want. Cause I don't want you to get fucking mm. depressed. You know, was it postpartum depression or, you know, you look at your body or, or you even just look at your kids and you have this like, you know, um, sense of resentment, you know, towards yeah, them because you didn't is. want yeah. them in the first place. So I'm like, you got to figure that shit out, you know, before we have kids. It's but, almost like taboo like, for women to say that they don't want kids and people just judge them and really look down on it. And I, I think it's almost like a um, pa patriarchy thing, you know, where it's like women, women are just good for nothing but, you know, cooking and, and raising kids. And I, I think we just we oh, have to sure. destroy that yeah. thought process because it's just not healthy. Yeah, I will say at least our generation, the next generation is at least doing a better job of that. I think in that aspect, it does help. But I think... But like, I feel like at the end of the day, one person might resent the other. And you don't, you don't, you don't know. You, yeah. But you don't know right away because you, like, no. you just never know until it happens. <laughs> no. So like, that's where it's just, I'm not doing hey, that. It's crazy, right? It's like, yeah, I don't know. But uh, let's have this kid and find out. It's like, what? Like, no. <laughs> no, I know that, that that's an awful example, but I mean, like, it's, yeah, like that's the issue. Like you kind of have to really know. And naturally there is this air of resentment, you know, that your parents have towards you when you're not planned, you know, and I, I know that's kind of how I don't, I, I would say in my, in my instance, like, you know, my dad would always say a lot, like, you know, you guys need to appreciate the fact that you were here and all the things that, you know, me and your mother sacrificed for you. And, you know, I, I didn't go to college because I was raising you guys, things like that. You get that sense of resentment from your parents when, when they say things to you like that. And I, I definitely don't want my kids to feel that way because it does impact you from a mental perspective. So I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I only want to have kids when I'm ready, when I'm able to financially as well as, you know, mentally and with the partner who's in that same space, you know, because I, I just want my kids to have just a healthy environment to grow up in and ultimately do better than I'm doing. Uh, we're like in the last slide of the deck, you know. We're like, <laughs> we're keeping the, the uh, ongoing joke. No, I'm joking. I'm we're in the uh, appendix about, like, section. Of studies. The, exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
so there's sort of like, just like a few things that I have in terms of not saying like what to do, but just sort of like scenarios of if you're like jealous or et cetera. So like one of them is admit the jealousy and stay vulnerable, which I think is really difficult, but I think it just comes, it comes like better if, if you're willing to admit that like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm jealous about this. And it shows like being able, and especially I feel like men aren't the ones that are vulnerable as much as women. So being able to like say like, I feel this way and this is why and how it makes you feel and you know it might not be about them specifically and it's more like yourself but just being able to say that goes a long way in keeping that relationship because i feel like people don't talk about their jealousy and then they just act on it right yeah i agree with that i, okay. I think sure. the two you core could... <laughs> Clearly um, values for managing that is first communication <laughs> like you said you know you have to be able to to you know, open up to your partner and say like, hey, you know, I, I saw, you know, this person talking to you and it does mm-hmm. make me jealous, you know, and who is, you know, and if you want to know more, you know, who is this person? What's your history together? You know, and and want want to know those details, not to like stalk them, but just to get more understanding of maybe what the relationship is like, you know? And I, I think secondly, what's most important is having trust in your partner. You know, and I, I think ultimately that's the bigger, bigger one, because you, there's, like I was saying, there's no way for you to just put your partner in a box, you know, and just keep them there and pull them out when you want. They're just out in the world and they're going to interact with people and, not everyone has the best intentions and, you know, a lot of people are, are yeah. very smart and they're sly and, you know, they'll get your partner into, you know, certain situations where they'll have to make a decision. It's like, Hey, do I want to, as, as the other partner, you know, you have to say like, okay, am I going to take this bait once you realize it? Or am I going to respect my partner and walk away? No, I, I it's definitely the trust aspect. And I think that's always tricky because at the end of the day, it's not like, I think most people are never concerned about the partners or like the other person's intentions. Like, I feel like once you've communicated and gone through like all the steps that we've like mentioned so far, at the end of the day, you do trust your partner. But I think it's just, there's always just that, like seeing how someone else <laughs> acts is always yeah. going to, it's always like, a, not like a red flag as much as like exactly on the list <laughs> doesn't like you know sort of like you're on their radar yeah now. exactly nah, he's, he's on the blacklist okay. he, that, that's the only that's the only yeah. person that i really the, like the, the i don't know i just guy. felt like i had to put my foot yeah. down and, and to me it wasn't a jealousy thing it was just like okay. a matter of respect for our relationship i was like he because he just it's a clear that he doesn't understand barriers mm-hmm. and I, I think some people you know my my girlfriend she's a nice person she just likes to talk to people so from her side, like now that, yeah. you know, we kind of talk through it and I understand her a bit more, she just is a conversationalist. You know, someone talks to her, she's going to talk back. She just thinks it's polite. So I, for him, I was like, you need to just block this guy and put him on a, on a blacklist because he's up to no good. There's no, the conversations with him are just mm. not, they're not productive for anything but him trying to find his way to, to bang you. Yeah. Um, and it was a good thing that you mentioned barriers because I feel like another thing is uh, sort of like the same thing, but like my next poem was like setting boundaries, saying what you like, dislike, but then also like saying like how you want to be treated. I think like small things like that and like boundaries was another episode that I did. I'm not going to get into that, but like yeah. I think just being able to set those early on would 
really help with avoiding jealousy, I think. Cause like, if you just, cause like you're able to say like, Hey, you know, like I, you know, I, I don't, you know, and I think like, even if I was supposed to like, I always like mention when I, especially like early on in dates, when I say like, I have friends, I always like mention like pronouns, like, you know, like he or she or they, but like more like she, because I feel like if I don't mention, yeah. I feel like that's a good, just like initial, like, red flag up front that you don't have to deal with later you're able to make a decision and say all right cool i don't i don't know if this is going to work for me you know instead of you you know being in this relationship a yeah. whole year later and then you know finding out then it's i think it's a lot harder to leave somebody once you're already you know emotionally invested in them and then i think the last thing was sort of just like understand how jealousy and i think it goes back to like what we said earlier on or like in the beginning was like the self-awareness so like understanding how it makes you feel how you want to act on it but then also i, I think it's just more like i think overall just like self-awareness work just being able to understand all of that and it's not going to be easy either <laughs> i think a lot of the times people always say like yeah it's like good to be self-aware and i said i was like yeah sometimes you can be self-aware but then you're not doing the work like i remember i tell my friends like yeah i overthink a lot and my friends are like, oh, what are you doing to fix that? It's like, oh, I, I just yeah, like, no, that's I'm hard. Like, Honestly, I, I'm I the same way. I'm the, very self aware. I haven't figured out the solutions. Yet. And, like, you know, I, I'm always thinking the worst. The next you know, it's the very, like, it's a like cynical <laughs> mind process and maybe a um like pessimistic mindset. Yeah. And it, I feel like to yeah. me, it's kind of healthy because it, it just allows me to always be prepared. Even if something doesn't happen, I just have it in mm -hmm. the back of my pocket. Oh, but I, I, I think there are certain instances where I'm just like, overthinking too much and it actually just stifles me you know because I, I'm not going with the flow yeah I, I I get that I'm the same way like I always think of like worst case scenarios a lot of the time so I don't really get to like appreciate things as much and I think that's why like sometimes I'm always guarded early on and like dating or like getting to know someone because i don't want to like feel like i get too vulnerable and then they're like oh okay whatever um that's something that i've really tried to change and and i'm also more aware of as well um just in this relationship is like you know you have to you have to communicate and you have to be open if you're not then it's it's just it's impossible for it to work no exactly but i think it's like it it's funny because i feel like we or like not just us too, but I feel like a lot of people say that. But then a lot of the time people don't listen to that or like do that. And sometimes it's like, yeah, like only if we communicate. It's like, yeah, well, you can, but you gotta like actually do it. And like the concerns of, you know, a relationship possibly ending because of that, it's like, well, that's the risk you take, but like you might as well just be honest. And yeah. I think that's legit. And then yeah, it's like, okay, if, if we've like communicated twenty thousand times like, about yeah, the same like thing and nothing's changing, then you know you gotta make it <laughs> <laughs> make a change you know you got to leave a relationship something's got to happen you know i think a lot of people you know they, they i feel like a lot of people do talk about things a lot but they right. end up yeah. compromising on, on some of their core values you know the red flags that they non-negotiables you know that they once had in the beginning of, of the relationship they kind of put them down and you know i think some some things maybe are, are a bit healthier to kind of put on the back burner but there's a lot of core values you know that we have as people and we can't allow you know the the fear of losing somebody you know um allow us to like compromise on on our values because then we're not going to be happy you know for the sake of just keeping somebody around all right cool i know we're we're beyond the hundred minute mark but i always love yeah me too i, I had a really I good time we should do this again it was fun so <laughs> yeah for, 
for sure. Um, I I do know you you have your own creative Dope. outlet. Yeah, okay, you want me to, to you know, promote myself? Well, my name my name is David Wayne. You can follow me on Instagram yeah, at D A V D W A Y N E. I'm a singer, songwriter, just overall creative. Um, so check out my music. I just dropped a new single called Right Now, and that's available on all streaming networks. Uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, YouTube, the whole nine. All right. Yeah, and I've, I've listened to it on. I also like put a link to uh, either yeah, Instagram or Drill. So cool. yeah, I feel like if they just put Instagram, that'd be fine. But I also like put a link there. No doubt. Appreciate it, Tony. Thanks for All having right, me. Man. Thank you again for right. coming on the show. Later. <laughs> no doubt. As you just keep up, there's more content coming from 10 Years Accounting. Support Tony. Donate. I know there's like a donate link somewhere in there. We're going to just like a little, imagine a flashing bubble. It's a link in his thing. Have a good day. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to use this for the ending of my podcast now. You're just going to be.